Welcome to this episode of Show Your Scars with Jordan Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. We may not choose for this to happen to us, but we appreciate who we've become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Today's podcast is brought to you by Recoup Fitness. Our friends at Recoup have created a product called The Stinger, and it is the first recovery product of its kind. It is so awesome, you guys. It combines myofascial release with cryotherapy, otherwise known as massage and icing, and it is going to replace ice cups forever. You can use it on bigger muscles like your quad, hamstrings, calves. I like to use it around my knee after I work out to help with a little bit of the swelling that I get. The Stinger is something you place in the freezer for two hours and it stays frozen for up to six hours. Come on guys, recover smarter. Go to recoupfitness.com, that's R-E-C-O-U-P fitness.com, and use the code ACL Club to get a discount on one of their Stinger products. Go right now and start recouping like a pro. Hey everybody, what is up? I hope you guys are having an awesome week. I hope you enjoyed the first of this week's two podcasts on Monday. And today I'm going to bring you something a little bit different. So a lot of the times I... Yes, I'm interviewing different athletes and people that are going through the injury recovery process, but a lot of my time and energy goes to how can I help people through the injury recovery process on the mental and emotional side? And one of the hardest things on the mental side, I think, is especially right at the beginning of an injury is you can't physically do a lot. And that's tough for us as athletes. We want to do more. We want to uh, feel the adrenaline of competing and working out and all those things that make us like driven athletes. And I think when you get injured and you have to go away from that, it's really difficult. So I try to think of good ways, whether it be uh, journaling, meditation, or um, core work. Those are all different things you can do that aren't physically that demanding, but can help you on the physical, mental, and emotional side. One of the other things that I've been thinking a lot about lately and kind of had two intersecting Um, paths in my life recently is how our feet work. And I think our feet are such a big component to how everything else, like it's it's our base, right? And so if our feet aren't working correctly, the muscles, the way they plan on the ground, the way the push off, they're not working correctly. Don't you think it makes sense that like other injuries start to happen, especially lower extremity injuries? So I, the reason that it kind of happened dually is one, I started to have some knee pain and I kind of ignored it, which was silly on my part. Um, I was ignoring it, seeing if I like could just stretch a little bit, if I could work through it, but eventually it wasn't working. Um, my hips started to hurt a little bit too. And I noticed myself walking differently and I have noticed myself walking differently in the last, um, I don't know, I would say few years. I always find more stability if my foot is slightly turned outwards. So um, my mom goes to this woman who's a chiropractor and kind of just like a full body guru. She can look at you and see kind of what's going on. Her name's Courtney. I'll tag her in the show notes. And I went to her to see if she could figure out what's happening. Why my hip hurts? Why my knee hurts? And she noticed right away my foot was turning out. I was putting more pressure on the outside of my foot which I've done for a long time. I think with having so many ACL injuries, I try to prevent any kind of inward movement of my knee. So now 
automatically I shift to the outside of my left foot um, without even thinking about it. It just feels more stable to me, maybe mentally more stable other, rather than physically. So Courtney evaluated me, told me a few exercises, a few things that I need to be doing with my feet to strengthen, stretch, and just engage them a little bit more. The funny thing is, um, two months ago when I was at the NSCAA convention in California, where I got to talk to Katie Johnson, who was on the last podcast, I also went to a talk by a a doctor from the University of California, San Diego, Kenneth Vitale. And he talked about this new barefoot running trend that, or minimalist shoe that a lot of people are doing. You know, there's not a lot of shoe there and it really strengthens your feet. Like if you are running barefoot, you have to have a strong foot because there's no pad from a shoe that's protecting you. So he was kind of talking about the pros and cons of that and they all made sense, but they all start at the basis of you want your foot to be strong no matter if you're wearing a shoe or if you're wearing a minimalist shoe. And he did a really good talk. He gave some good exercises. And now two months later, I'm doing some of the exercises that he mentioned. And I actually called him about um, uh, two weeks after the convention and got a podcast for you. So you guys, I've been sitting on this podcast with Kenneth Vitale. Uh, for about two months and I haven't shared it with you guys and um, I think this last week's incident where I saw Courtney and realized how much my feet were a part of my overall health I was like I have to share this with them this is something that they could do after surgery uh, strengthening their feet figuring out how their foot really works how to strengthen the muscles in it because you can do a lot of these things without putting a lot of pressure on your foot or any pressure really you're just um the techniques could be do done if you have some once you get some bend and flexion in your knee they can be done all the time so i'm excited to share this with you guys because i think it's really relevant to the injury recovery process and it makes you feel like physically you're doing something to help you once you start being able to do more physically. So it's that little step in the process that I think can just help you mentally continue to go and find progress. Here he is, Kenneth Vitale. Thanks so much for joining us, Kenneth. I am excited to talk to you and hear a little bit more about what you do at the University of San Diego. And can you just explain a little bit what your role is at the university? Sure, my pleasure. Happy uh, to be invited on your podcast. So I'm a uh, sports medicine physician. I work in the Department of Orthopedics at the uh, University of California, San Diego. Um, I handle a lot of these sports medicine injuries in uh, Southern California, um, which do unfortunately involve ACL tears. So that's uh, where I'm from. Yeah, in the orthopedic world, is that the most common injury that you see patients for? So I would say in the lower extremity, yeah, knee injuries are certainly number one. I mean, of course, we get hip and ankle and foot, yes, but the knee is so much more common. In my area here in San Diego, they do host a lot of soccer tournaments here. I don't know if you ever coursed your way through here. Yeah, the San Diego Surf Cup, Mm -hmm. big showcase. I think it's U10 to 19 about. um, So yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, knee injuries, and those do include the ACL, but San Diego is also quite a a hotbed of sorts for triathlon. So there's a lot of runners, a lot of cyclists, a lot of endurance athletes with lots of knee injuries. Yeah. And when we met, you were giving a speech on different running styles, whether to wear a shoe or the new kind of 
it's been really in lately is the barefoot running or minimalist shoe. And I thought it was really important to start off just why is it so important to have strong foot muscles? Because um, without wearing a shoe, you're, you're going to develop a lot of strength in your foot. And why is that important for an athlete? Sure. So a lot of adults know the old song, you know, leg bones connected to the knee bone. And, and that uh, certainly rings true in a lot of injuries in the lower extremity. You know, your foot is your base. It's the main point of contact when you're running. And um, traditionally, uh, doctors and therapists would focus their strengthening on the major muscle groups like the glutes and the quads and the hamstrings during recovery from uh, a knee injury, which of course are important. But often the intrinsic foot muscles get well, largely ignored in traditional rehab. But if you can build a better base of support in your foot, the rest of your leg, in theory, should be more stable, and hopefully you can recover a lot faster from a knee injury, such as an ACL, or even better, prevent those knee injuries from happening in the first place. Uh, and we, we want to do both of those things, I'll, you know, help our athletes recover better, but prevent or reduce the risk of this happening to them again or more people joining the ACL club. So you, you spoke a, lo a long presentation about the, the benefits to athletes for barefoot running versus running in shoes. Do you have a little condensed version that you could give us here? And, um, or just being barefoot in general, I would, I would say. Sure, yeah. So we obviously met at the National uh, Soccer Coaches Convention and I gave that um, rather lengthy lecture on barefoot running. To summarize it very briefly. It was interesting, briefly, though. It was interesting. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, there's been uh, quite an explosion of research in the last about five to seven years or so on barefoot running. It all started with that study done by a uh, famous Harvard professor, Dr. Lieberman. Uh, it's largely understood that the more cushioned and built up and padded footwear that we use, the less we actually have to use the initial muscles in our feet to walk. And so... A lot of us get weakness and atrophy in those small muscles uh, in the feet over time through all the years of wearing shoes. It's the old use it or lose it saying. You know, if you wear a cast for six weeks, if you had that unfortunate experience, you can appreciate all the atrophy that occur in the muscles during that time. So just imagine a teenager's foot uh, muscles, for example, what they may be after 16 years of walking around in shoes. So we still haven't reached a consensus yet in the medical community, but there is growing evidence that I was kind of prevent, uh, presenting in that lecture, mm -hmm. that uh, walking, working out, uh, running um, in less restrictive footwear, minimalist footwear, and even barefoot allows us, in theory, to begin to use those muscles again, kind of wake those muscles up, regain that strength, uh, and hopefully absorb some of the shock and stress during running so it all doesn't bypass our feet and go straight into our knees. Yeah, we do. Uh, if you, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say we don't want that. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you um, remember from the lecture, when we don't use our feet optimally when walking or running, we tend to land on our heels more, uh, the so-called rear foot strike, um, and with a more straight leg, and that force transfers directly up from our heel, up our leg, and straight into our knees, and our hips and our back. Um, but if we begin to use our feet more, we tend to land more on the balls of our foot, often called forefoot strike or midfoot strike, be able to absorb some of that impact and dissipate those forces. Basically start to fully use our foot for, well, for what it's made for. <laughs> some people have called it uh, so-called catwalking or, or ninja walking when we land on our midfoot or forefoot. And 
there's a lot of websites that kind of demonstrate this if you can't get a visual from what I'm talking about. And I forget what the exact uh, amount of uh, force you put on your joints when you're running. It, it's in incremental from what it is just walking, right? It's like five times as much force in your joints or when you're running. Do you know that stat? Am oh, yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah. So if, um, and this, this may get a little uh, technical with the numbers, but okay. uh, kind of bear with us. Okay. So when you land on your rear foot versus yeah. landing on your forefoot, you absorb about two times the body weight versus half your body weight. And obviously the two times body weight is going to be your heel. Right. So it's a lot of higher impact forces. The rate of loading, if you're wearing a, a shoe versus a barefoot, that, that's the seven-fold reduction um, that you see. You get a much, much lower um, uh, rate of, of uh, shock absorption, which if you look it up on YouTube, and I can certainly send you the link from that original research from Dr. Lieberman, you can see uh, just how quickly the graph rises and just how, how big there's a spike in that shock absorption when you when you land rear foot versus forefoot. And you mentioned this a little bit just a, a minute or so ago about how our, our feet are, we don't know, we don't use our feet properly and they're constantly restricted in shoes every day. Um, for some of us soccer players, uh, we like our cleats tight and so we restrict our feet even more. But as an athlete recovers from ACL, ACL surgery, now they have the ability to kind of look at the, the whole body picture, right? And are there certain exercises that they can be doing to strengthen their foot, say, right, not right after in surgery, but in those, those days and weeks where they're not doing too much, can they start to strengthen their feet? Oh, absolutely. So due to the surgery, there's a lot of restrictions on range of motion and exercise that I think, unfortunately, you um, uh, have a lot of experience with. Uh, and there's a lot of things that are not allowable in terms of uh, exercising and rehabbing the knee during that recovery phase. But there's usually minimal to no restrictions in terms of pure foot exercises. So from the lecture, there's uh, four common intrinsic foot muscle strengthening exercises that are being increasingly used more and more to strengthen the feet. They can all be done seated with your foot on the floor. Uh, pretty easy, even if you are recovering from an ACL surgery, um, but you can obviously do it uh, regardless. They all stem from that concept of the foot core. So we all know the abdominal core, right? Strengthening our core, the core muscles of our abdomen and trunk. There's a similar uh, concept in the foot. Um, Dr. Uh, Jay Hertel, he's a, he's a PhD from UVA. He helped develop this model and, and publish a, a great piece in uh, the British Journal of Sports Medicine um, back in 2015. We invited him to give a lecture, actually, at UC San Diego's uh, Sports Medicine Conference at the Olympic Training Center in San Diego, which is where I met him. Um, he's a great guy. It's a nice research paper outlining the exercises. They're very simple, but surprisingly can be very hard to do. Um, the four exercises are called, and, and you can certainly uh, look them up, and I can send you the link. Uh, the short foot exercise, the toe spread or toe spread out exercise, great toe extension, and lesser toe extension. Mm -hmm. Most people can typically do only about one or two at first. And when I first started doing these, that was about the level that I was at. Um, and it's just since these muscles have been asleep for so long, and, uh, and it's, it's hard to kind of wake them up. There's a lot of YouTube videos that demonstrate how people really can do all four of those exercises, and it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff. So I'll send you the link for some sample uh, uh, videos. When you were talking, I did take my, my shoes off and try them. 
and they're difficult. They, they're hard. I couldn't do the one there's, I think one where you lift two toes. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the toe spread. It's, it's really difficult. If you imagine putting your hand on a table, lifting up your pinky and lifting up your thumb and kind of lifting up the three fingers in between then spread them out in the air and then put down the pinky on the floor and then put down the thumb on the floor or on the table. I mean, you can do that in your hand, but it's pretty hard doing your feet. So those videos so are, are pretty, pretty exciting. when you. Yeah. And so you're talking about ACL recovery and how these exercises are fine for a lot of people to do. And does walking around just barefoot more, even when they're start beginning to learn to walk again, you know, just that how you use your foot, how it contacts the ground, is that um, help in strengthening those muscles or utilizing those muscles a little bit more? Yes, I believe so. I mean, if you want to transition into attempting barefoot running, then I'd absolutely recommend to begin with barefoot walking before starting running, way before starting running. (laughs) Typically, it can take up to about a year of of walking, truly walking barefoot, to allow the bone structure and the soft tissues in your foot to fully adapt to that activity. So any chance you get at walking barefoot helps. Now, Mm -hmm. this is most safe, obviously, in your home where you hopefully don't have the risk of puncturing the skin on something sharp like you do outside. And if you're recovering from an ACL repair, well, then you're not running anyway initially, and you're probably likely indoors a lot, unfortunately. So good opportunity. Yeah. And for me, I'm not recommending people like, hey, go go barefoot running. But I am saying I think what you spoke about is the heel, the rear foot versus the midfoot running. And I think that's something that is really important to communicate to these people who are recovering from ACL injury that is there something that they should be saying to their physical therapist about learning to run more midfoot when they're relearning to run? Sure. I mean, we teach in ACL prevention programs the importance of three uh, main things, which have been shown to put kids uh, and adults um, at risk for ACL tears. If you imagine someone or yourself landing from a jump, the three things that we check for is one, the knee valgus or the knee bending in. It's the old knock knee uh, appearance of the knees when you land and absorb that impact. Two, people that get ACL tears tend to land with less knee flexion. They, they tend to have more straighter legs, mm. um, basically landing right down on uh, and having the forces go right up through the, through the leg into the knee. And then three, there's more hip adduction or internal rotation. It's basically where the thigh is kind of pointing in, which also contributes to the knees pointing in. As a result of that, we teach kids when they land from the jump to try to avoid that, those positions and postures. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, well, land with more hip flexion and land with more knee flexion and have the knees right over the toes, not in between them. The second thing, and the big one, is is we, we kind of use this mantra, absorb the impact or, or land softly, those kind of uh, phrases that we say, basically landing with more weight on the forefoot. And that certainly fits with what we're talking about here mm-hmm. today. Um, that's been shown to dissipate the forces and, and spread out the, the impact through your whole leg and not straight up into your knee where it might not be ready for it. The third thing, just to, to round it out, is mm-hmm. obviously we got to make sure kids do the strength training. Um, a lot of kids just focus on running and, and soccer and, and getting their skills back, but we really got to make sure they strengthen their glutes and their core, the abdominal core, yeah. so that their <laughs> knees and hips don't turn inward, but it certainly makes sense to strengthen the foot core uh, from the bottom so you have strength on both sides up and below the knee. And it just makes complete sense to me if you're 
if your feet are stronger and you have a wider base there, when you're jumping and landing, trying to land softly or land in, a, in the midfoot or you're cutting and you, then you have a, a wider base within your feet, a stronger base within your feet, it seems like it would only help you to perform better. Yeah, unfortunately, we're also learning with uh, more of the recent research that there's there's actually a fear of, of re-injury and a fear of landing. So there, there is certainly the mental component in addition yeah. to the physical component. So if you are not really sure of your feet right when you land and you're, and you're concerned about the knees, whether the, the force is going to go straight into your knees and you're going to get another knee injury, if you really strengthen the heck out of your lower leg and have a stronger foot, you, you actually may get a little more confidence when you land and when you pivot and when you cut and turn on the pitch and that might uh, translate into you know better performance and lower risk of injury. We don't know that yet, but we we're hoping that that happens. Well, from a personal standpoint, I know the men mental side is so huge in athletes and I think that's one of the big reasons that I started this is to aid athletes in a positive way, give them as much information as possible, as much motivation and um, cool different techniques that they maybe haven't thought of, but when they're not, if they're itching to do something, this could be a really cool thing for them to do to start strengthening their foot core. Absolutely. Um, the last real question I had for you is a couple years ago, I started using Yogi Toes. Have you, have you heard of this product? These are the uh, products that go, you insert this yeah. gel-like kind of rubbery substance in between your toes. Yes. Yeah. And what's the benefit of that? Does it just help widen your foot or there's no strengthening aspect to that, but is that something that you recommend to people? So yeah, many people try to use these types of products. Um, the most common reason is actually for a, for a bunion, uh, sometimes for a hammer toe. You know, the bunions where the angle of your big toe kind of turns in towards your other toes. So if you ins insert some kind of spacer, such as that that product you're, you're talking about, in between mm -hmm. the toes. The hope is you can lessen that strain and encourage your foot to assume a little bit better alignment. Now, some of these products out there, of course, are claiming to actually help the intrinsic muscles of your feet work harder. Of course, it isn't technically natural. I mean, we should try to re retrain our muscles to work on their own without the aid of an external device, but um, it may assist. I mean, the overall goal is we're trying to wake up these muscles that we right. haven't really trained or used for so long, and when right. we wear tight, restrictive footwear, we're only further limiting that sensation to our feet. So if you insert these kinds of products in between our toes, it actually may help to increase some of that sensory feedback and allow us okay. to start moving those toes around again. You might be able to, to regain some of that strength. So um, I mean, I would recommend, of course, you, you try to do it naturally, but yeah. those products are out there and they, they may assist. Yeah. They give a little stretch before you really do your core yeah. foot exercises. <laughs> You can definitely feel something yeah, different uh, yeah. when you put those on. Um, well, great. Anything else that you um, think of, want to touch on about, you know, this foot strengthening in general or anything that you see as a, you know, in the orthopedic world that you want to relay to athletes? Well, listening. we like I said, we we don't really have good data on it yet, but it's it's being studied more and more, and and since this foot core paradigm, so to speak, um, was published, there's, there's been a lot more uh, research that we're starting to see um, kind of at a grassroots level. So we don't really have anything else to, to kind of um, hang our hat on, so to speak, yet in terms of research, but stay tuned, so to speak, since I think in, within a couple of years, you're going to start seeing some more research just showing okay. just how much it can help you. Okay. Well, well, we'll come back to you then, Ken.
All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. And um, we'll get those, the things, the links you talked about so we can give everybody a little bit more information on how to strengthen their foot and some running techniques. So thank you so much. All right. It's my pleasure. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool how you can just use your injury recovery process to kind of look at the full spectrum. And I think that's what I really want you guys to know and show your scars is that yes, it is a physical recovery. It's a mental recovery. It's emotional recovery. It's a spiritual recovery sometimes. And when we can get all the tools together and use them for good and to help us grow and find little progress every single day, we're going to be so much better. And I think that these foot strengthening exercises, which I will tag in the show notes, can really help you overall in, in your health and the way you move on a daily basis. So super pumped about that episode. Let me know what you guys think. If you have any questions, if you want to know more about this, make sure you reach out to me. You can follow us at show your scars podcast on Instagram. Send me a direct message on there. That's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. I'm always looking on there, trying to um, talk back to you guys. I really hope you enjoyed this. I hope you had a super week and go out there and continue to show your scars, share your strength with one another and just inspire each other to do good.